0: Tim McGraw is an absolute legend. Whether you're a country music fan or not, you have to respect what this man has accomplished. He sold over 40 million records in the U.S. alone. And not only that, at 52, he is in phenomenal shape which is one of the reasons why he wrote his new book Grit and Grace which covers a lot of the topics that I covered in my own book. So it was awesome to sit down with him and chat about everything in his life, everything he wrote about in his book which was his transformation from his low point to the point that he's at now. And he was absolutely one of the realest, best humans I've ever had the opportunity to meet. So I can't wait to share this podcast with you. Tim McGraw, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. You know, when I met you uh two days ago out there <laughs> no. in LA, it took us about 0. 0.5 seconds to start talking about one of our favorite activities. Yeah. Spearfishing. Yeah. Like for people you don't know,
1: spearfishing is incredible. It's 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 one of the greatest things that I've ever discovered in my 52 years on this earth. I can't believe I haven't discovered it sooner. Right? Yeah. I mean, uh, and really for me. As long as I've spent in the Bahamas and our kids have practically grown up down there, the, as long as I've spent there, I've really only been spearfishing probably a little less than ten years. Yeah. So I wish I'd have started a lot earlier. But for me, it's and you've done all types of spearfishing. Now I've only done one type of spearfishing, and that's free diving with with a Bahamian sling or mm-hmm. or a, a Hawaiian sling. Or just an old-fashioned pole spear. That's the only way I've, I've spearfished, and I'm, I'm just completely addicted to it. It's a complete brain drain for me. Yeah, I mean, it's much like flying an airplane. It's like you can't think of anything else except what you're doing at the time. There's just there's your focus won't let you do anything else
0: i think that's those are some of the activities we crave the most yeah. those activities that can draw in that what you call in your book which is an awesome book by the way and i'm Thank sure you. we'll talk about that Thank more you. but what you call deep focus sure right like this thing will drive you to deep focus you got your air you got breathing that you're paying attention to because i only do it free diving as well right i yeah. think tanks it's like cheating it's but, cheating yeah, but, yeah there's florida boys that do that tank, <laughs> man, I don't know. yeah for sure <laughs> yeah. uh but you know, there's there's no room for anything else. Mm-hmm. You you got you're holding your breath. You're going down there. You're scanning. You're searching. You got your sling, and if you have your sling and, you, and you're hunting with a sling, yeah, you know, you got that thing. You got to know when you're going to pull it tight and when you're stalking and Absolutely. then the current, the
1: current, uh, yeah. yeah, all those things, and, and the clarity of the water and the holes that are going in, and you got and you're watching for the tax man to show up as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, the <laughs> sharks, right? To go sure. out there, go out there, take yeah. your catch, and it's interesting as like a meditation. I remember the last time i was out and i was out at the time with my girlfriend and i really wanted to impress her and she was out with her dad too and her dad's a big fisherman regular fisherman Mm -hmm. you know luke grew up on the coast and i wanted to get a big fish you know i wanted to show that i could provide i was a provider you know i could provide for the family if need be i could get out there with a spear and with that mindset i was missing everything (laughs) i was missing everything because all i wanted was to just get the big one yeah yeah and i was like oh man i can't i can't do it like this i gotta i gotta let learning to relax learn to relax like don't hold it don't hold that that future so tightly that i strangle the possibilities of what i'm actually going to get absolutely and so it was like a really important lesson for me that day it just and i went back down i was like you know what i'll get the fish that i'm supposed to get at this point you know and just acceptance another topic that you talked absolutely talk about
1: and, and it, it applies all across the ball bo- the, the board in every facet of life i mean yes you want to be driven and you want to be determined and you want to be disciplined you want to work hard but you also got to know it's almost like the old throwing a punch like a silk rope you know yeah you you want to throw the punch and snap it you don't you don't want to exactly you don't want to just be too solid and rigid with it because you're not going to get all the energy that you need out of it
0: yeah it's it's these thoughts in the mind or these these emotions like that ego driven emotion and and thought i had in my mind that actually prevented me from executing how i should and as soon as i released that and went down there and cleared my mind that principle of no mind the same thing that you hear all the Old samurai texts mm-hmm. talk about, and all the great martial artists talk about. No mind it was even in the movie Last Samurai with Tom Cruise, yes, right? Like, absolutely, no mind, no mind. You go in there with no mind, and I started spearing fish. Yeah, I started spearing some great fish.
1: Let, just let your body work, man. Just yeah, let it work. Trust, yeah. trust your trust your body. Absolutely. Trust the whole. Trust the whole organism. And I think because um, your head can screw a lot of things up, man your head can screw your your head can, it can screw pretty much screw up. everything up <laughs> exactly.
0: right you know it's like it's our greatest ally and our greatest adversary absolutely
1: and got to get out of it sometimes you got to get out of your head
0: what were the early ways that you found that you were able to to really get out of your head when, when you i was growing
1: young up? growing up sports was was my outlet in a lot of ways i was an athlete and uh and i grew up in in very dysfunctional circumstances and uh there was there was some a lot of yelling and fighting that went on at my house and and ways to escape early on. I remember when I was really young, I used to shake a lot. And when I discovered sports and became and realized that I was pretty good at it, that was my outlet. That was where I focused my energy. Dad in school, I was a pretty good student, so I for, focused my energy on those two things. And I think that that sort of kept me sane in in a lot of ways through some mm-hmm. very turbulent times in my life. And um, and certainly music was the third sort of leg to that i mean music was something that i found refuge in as well
0: yeah those are those are all areas again it's the same thing as spearfishing right yeah, yeah. Like, what can you think about when you start thinking when you're playing music i'm not a great musician by any means but if i know i know enough i play the me flute, i play the i play a few instruments and if i'm playing the flute and i'm thinking about what the audience is thinking and i'm thinking about what notes i'm going to play next i suck
1: no it's that's when it's terrible it's like if you go if if I'm on stage, for me, it's all getting into this flow that you get into with the audience. If 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 you guys sort of get into, you go in and you can feel it when it really starts happening. You sort of have this unwritten contract that, that we're all, we're all going to jump in this river together. And, and, you know, I'm not the guy that's up there dancing around like a chicken 24 hours a day, except for when I'm on the stage. And you're not the person that's out there letting your hair down with your hands in the air, having a beer and having a good time and singing along to the music, you're not that guy every day. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing is we're entering this contract that we're gonna enjoy this moment, and we're gonna sort of let everything else go. And the times when I think about, you know, gosh, what's the next lyric to this song? Sure enough, that's when I forget the song. When I'm thinking about just having fun, when I'm not thinking really at all, when I'm just enjoying the music, enjoying the reaction to the crowd, soaking up and enjoying the energy, really enjoying the energy. That's when it's flawless. Those are the nights that you live for. That's why you do it is yeah. to have those nights. They don't they don't always happen. Sure. You no, know, either you know they're not willing to to fall into the flow and you're not willing to fall into the flow, or sometimes you miss each other's, but but when the nights that it does happen, and knock on wood, it happens quite a bit, but th- those are the magical nights. Those are the nights that uh you you leave elevated. And you hope that they leave elevated as well. And I
0: bet you have some of those memories from those days playing sports for that Sure. Well, you
1: know, oddly enough, the memories, you don't, the thing you remember the most playing sports are the times that you screwed up. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you don't remember. Oh, for sure. I can remember. I mean, you might catch three touchdown passes, you know, and you, you might run back of a punt or something like that, but the thing that you remember is that one pass you dropped when you needed three yards for a first down and you did a crossing pattern, and it hit you perfectly and you dropped it and that's the one that 's the only thing you remember from that game
0: yeah, yeah yeah that is it is a funny habit of the mind to focus on those negative aspects, yeah. but I think with more time though you start to at least for me, you know I used to think about. We had a rival school. Our rival school was Austin High. We had a rival school named Bowie too, but we would always run house on those Bowie Bulldogs. <laughs> There's a Bowie Bulldog sitting here, right here in the right here in the crowd here. What about uh, Midland?
1: Uh, Midland? Yeah. Well, that
0: was that was football. You know, basketball. <laughs> basketball. We didn't play. We didn't play a Midland too much. But um, you know, I, I thought about those losses to Austin High for like ten more years. You know, because we we split games with them. You know, my sophomore year, we had a nationally ranked team, so we that was real easy. But then junior and senior year is real tough contests. Sure. And I thought about those. But now as time has passed, what I remember are those those great moments where I could get out of my head. Yeah. And it just felt like everything was flowing and it was fun. Yeah. And when I was having fun, I was playing my
1: best. Well, you're you know? a kid again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even now, at, 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 uh, I'm a, a little older than you, but back to spearfishing and back to doing things that really release your mind – it puts you in that kid-like state again, where to where you can just sort of free up everything and let your body work, and just have this pure euphoric enjoyment of something. And, yeah. and now that you say that, when you lay down at night, you can go back and think about those moments. It allows you to create more of those moments in your life. I think. Which is necessary. It's not. not it's, it's mandatory. Mandatory it's is mandatory. A, Is the right word. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because otherwise, I mean, that's part of it's part of why we're here. You know, it's part of why we were given this opportunity to be in these bodies in this crazy place called earth right right you, know? and you only
1: get one shot at it
0: only get one shot and, at and it. you got
1: to make the most out of it and and also and the energy that you create that you create for yourself is is directly directly relates to the energy that you create for other people mm-hmm. and the energy you, you receive from other people yeah and um boy you know i have a chalkboard at the end of our hallway where i have one daughter at home now i only have one left two two are already out of the house but there were times where we had ten, twelve teenage girls in our house all the time, and I had this little chalkboard, and I used to write little sayings at the end of it. And the one that's been up there the longest is "Change the inner conversation that you have with yourself," and that's a that's a hard thing for anyone to do because, in my case, and I don't know about most people's cases, that inner conversation gets to be pretty negative most of the time. I was an asshole to myself. Yes, for exactly. Most of my life, yeah. and still have those tendencies. Yeah, it's tough to it's a tough habit to break because. You, guilt and and beating yourself up over things will get you nowhere Mm -hmm. all you can do is try to throw that trash aside and you know carry that trash out as much as you can and move forward and try to make the next day the best day
0: yeah it's that you know again it's that topic of resilience that you'll you'll read about in grit and grace right like this thing where all right you did something that wasn't the best and that can be in anything it can be in sports maybe it's in your relationship yeah maybe you got mad yeah you got angry and you shouldn't have gotten angry yeah and you know you can dwell on that and beat yourself up and and be mad at yourself and hold you you know punish yourself indefinitely or you can give a heartfelt apology sure oh, man i'm so
1: sorry because and you, then come back exactly right and come back cuz if you continue to beat yourself up up and you continue to tell yourself nobody's hearing that but you Right. Nobody's hearing that but you. And all you're doing is creating a little darkness around you that that's bleeding out to everybody else. And they don't know why you're being dark because they're not hearing the conversation that you're having with yourself. So it confuses everybody and and then in turn it confuses you. And then you say, Why are you mad at me? Well, because you're acting like you're a not happy person and you're not a happy person because the conversation that you're having with yourself. Change that conversation.
0: Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of the people who've, you know, had are in really challenging times it's because they've they're having a challenging conversation in their head and maybe some part of them doesn't feel like they deserve that's that kind exactly of magic. It, right and on the nose they sure. don't deserve to experience how much joy and how mm-hmm. much bliss and happiness and love is available out there because they're still beating themselves up yeah, for yeah. not being perfect yeah because we have this idea we're supposed to be perfect guess what nobody is nobody ever will nobody
1: be. nobody ever and you're gonna make gosh i've made tons of mistakes and i'm gonna continue to make mistakes yeah and 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 I think you also, especially when you become successful, you sort of have that dread of success, you know, that that uh, unworthiness. And you f- then you start that whole conversation over again, like waiting for the other shoe to fall because I don't deserve this success and it's been given to me because something bad's going to happen. Right. That's a terrible conversation to have. And I struggle with that all the time as well. You
0: know, I've talked about it before, but the first, and I wonder if this is the same for you as your music career took off, but as On It took off and my podcast started to take off, i didn't really enjoy those early years very much at all because i was exactly just waiting for it all to end i was like this is too good yeah wait i founded a company that i love more than anything else and it's working and i'm talking to my favorite people and the people are listening this is too
1: good yeah something bad something bad is gonna
0: happen yeah and uh and if i had the only thing i would ever change would be the inner conversations i had in my head i wouldn't change all the lessons all the mistakes i made those are fine i needed those i needed to learn from those
1: but and i say in the book and it's one of my one of my comments on the walls i I go where i look and if you keep looking inwards at the wrong spots that's where you're gonna go so go where you look and and it's an old sort of race car driver's philosophy you know You're, you're gonna you're gonna drive to where your eyes go i learned that i learned that very if my my family's listening to this i learned that
0: really quickly when i was first learning how to ride a bike and it was you know the no training wheels and i'm riding a bike and my family's all we're all riding bikes and there's this big metal trash can like 30 yards ahead and my stepdad cavalierly goes hey watch out for that trash can and i go watch out for that trash can watch out for that trash can (laughs) and i went for 30 (laughs) yards straight at that trash can because i couldn't take my eyes off it smash right into that thing but that's that's a metaphor for for really exactly what Absolutely. you said. And
1: what's, there are trash cans everywhere, everywhere, trash cans everywhere, and they are set up for you to hit. <laughs> and you you got you got to ignore those trash cans. And there's or if to, you do go by and throw some trash out, yeah, and put yeah, it in the can, dump your yeah, trash dump out your there, dump your trash the in the can. And yeah. there's
0: also going to be that proverbial person who is like my stepfather, meaning well, but is going to point you to that trash can mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then point you to that thing that you could look at. Yeah. And that you might not be able to take your eyes off. Yeah. you Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, being mindful. There's lessons. You know, there's lessons in all the things. If you pay attention, you know, there's just, there's lessons everywhere. Everywhere in life.
1: Except for when you're trying to tell your daughters and and you're talking to your daughters. And every time you sit down and you have a conversation, as a parent, you can't help but go to a lesson. And I've gotten to the point now where my daughters go, Dad, everything doesn't have to be a lesson. So I'm trying not to give lessons anymore. (laughs) So
0: sure yeah no but you have to let them learn some
1: on their own and they're starting to do that
0: and i think everybody has to learn on their own Mm -hmm. that's the thing i mean we probably could have learned i think the person who can learn the most from other people goes the fastest but still they still have to learn the hard way
1: yeah you still have to learn the hard way and you still have to hit some hit the ditches every now as parents the best that you can be is sort of gutter gutter guards yeah those those little bumpers yeah that's the best that you can be and then sometimes you have to and then you have to take those down as well uh-huh. and let them throw some gutter balls let them throw some gutter balls for and
0: sure. that's got to be tough i'm not a parent so I don't, it I don't is know tough that, it's
1: toughest thing in the world and, and and sometimes you can handicap your kids by not doing that and of course we, and we and every parent's been guilty of it overprotecting and underprotecting. it's just where do you find that balance and and what i find as a parent is is boy on the days that you get about 40 percent accurate dealing with your kids is a pretty good day because there's no handbook that comes with parenting and you're mm. never going to get it right you're always going to be trying and you're always going to be working at it and they're always going to challenge it yeah i mean that's uh that's a whole set of
0: challenges that perhaps i'll get my chance to <laughs> get to, my chance to learn from so i went to go see tom segura film his comedy special last week which was fucking hilarious i mean one of the best comedy shows i've ever seen in my life and afterwards when i was talking to him i haven't seen him in a while and he was like hey man like i'm glad you're doing all right and it took me a minute to think about that i was like oh yeah like i got in a car wreck and completely mangled my face like less than a year ago but i've actually healed so well from it that it's rare that i even think about it and i think one of the big parts of that healing process was that box of alatura natural skincare that i got as just a gift from andy the founder of the company and really it's something that i've continued to use and it's one of the reasons why like when people see me they're like wow like you're really healed up well and i think it's because of the great products that he had yeah i had some great surgeons and i took care of myself in the best ways possible he was in an accident himself so he really understands how to like not only maintain skin but repair it and his products really show that. They're just the cleanest, best products out there. I was using the Gold Serum every day for my scarring, and it's something I'm still using. They're Santel Black, I have kind of a bigger beard now than I normally do, and like I'm putting that on three or four times a day as like my beard oil. I'm using all of their products consistently, and really it's made a huge difference, because as I said before, what you put on your skin gets in your skin, gets in your body. So making sure that you have good stuff that you're putting on your skin is really important. So anyways, check out Alaturanaturals.com slash Aubrey. That's A-L-I-T-U-R-A Naturals.com slash Aubrey, and you'll save 20% when you go there. So please check it out. This is a company that really helped me out, and I'm sure you guys are going to love it. So in life, you know, you're going to get some haymakers thrown at you, yeah. you know, and some things are going to happen. Yeah. And uh, and that's something that happened to you that you talk about in the book. There was a period, you know, you'd made it as a musician, you know, and you had that he had that meteoric rise into yeah. into Tim McGraw that the world knows, but you know, there was some stuff that happened
1: that kind of blindsided
0: you yeah. to a certain degree.
1: And you know, I I thought that I'd been prepared for bad things to happen to me because I'd had some terrible things happen to me all through my life and my childhood. Um like I said, it'd been a very traumatic childhood for me. So but what I found is success didn't bury those things Mm. when other tragedies started to happen in my life they were compounded by the things that had happened to me earlier in my life um within a a small year time time um span of time i lost my my dad who i was just beginning to know i I didn't know my dad growing up in fact i found my birth certificates how i found out that he was my dad my dad was a professional baseball player Mm. and uh, at 59 he died of, of brain cancer and we were just starting to have a relationship, so, and and we never got to really discuss, yeah, the everything that happened went on between us and didn't go on between us, and then um then my stepdad died, who was part of my early childhood, and that was a big blow. Even though it was a contentious relationship and there was some some um, abuse that went on from my mom, a lot of bad things that happened, there was still a love there and there was still a loss okay. there. And then my grandfather, who was really close to me, and my grandmother, they within the same time period, they passed away. And then my my high school basketball coach, who was my best friend's dad, who I was a huge mentor in my life, he passed away during that time frame. So a lot of father figures and parental figures in my life passed away during that period of time. And I was going through a big battle with my record label during that time, which, you know, sounds like not a big deal but every everybody's life's relative it sounds like it not a big my,
0: deal to anybody who's not been in a legal battle
1: right exactly and anybody was, who has been in a legal
0: battle knows exactly what Yeah, you're it's talking a big about.
1: deal and it was my livelihood it was my career Of course, it's about the thing you love the most yeah so and but but on the flip side I, I was i was paying attention to all of those things and letting all those things bog me down when and i was ignoring the fact that i had the most beautiful wife in the world three beautiful daughters I had a great career. I had anything that I ever could have wanted out of life right at my hands and I was tearing it apart by wallowing in self-pity.
0: Well, you were looking at you were looking at the wrong I things. was looking at the trash can. You were looking at the trash cans. <laughs> yeah. And which is which is really easy to do. And yeah. when you're looking at the trash cans you're forgetting about all of those things that you mentioned, all the blessings. Yeah. You know, all these blessings that we have in our life that yeah. you know, it's so easy to overlook, so easy to take for granted you know just the fact that we have a body and our health and and people who love us and people around you know, th- these bad bad things in quotes bad things happen and we'll lose sight of everything just focus our eyes on that yeah. and one thing and then you know for you that meant you were gonna escape those bad things right
1: yeah i mean i spend a lot of time doing a lot of the wrong things you know um self-medicating all those things um as we all do as we all do and my wife it was a strong Mississippi woman looked at me one day and just about you know put a Mississippi boot in my ass and said it's time for you to straighten up. And well, Faith said in her family. Right? Yeah, she said in her family and uh, and she was serious about it. And I knew I had to make some decisions. And it didn't happen overnight. It wasn't like I just a switch went off and I decided to do. I remember a specific one specific thing that was real clarion call was I went to a movie theater and I just filmed a movie that was a holiday movie and we went to the the holiday season to see a film and I'd taken my daughters and my oldest is 22 now so she probably was 10 or 11 years old when we did this and we all went we sat down we had our popcorn we had our milk duds and we had our coke and all that stuff and sure enough the very first trailer scene that popped on the screen was this film that I had just done and I was around 215 at the time that this happened and I'm just under six foot tall so I was around 2 15 and my face popped up on the screen on a hundred foot screen and my oldest daughter looked at me and goes geez dad you, you really need to do something and so yeah. you know kids are honest and so right? when she said that in my mind it was funny at first but in my mind she was saying a whole lot more than just how i looked on right. the screen because kids notice everything and she was she was making a whole statement about my life i think
0: yeah, it's and you were at some at some level probably ready to hear it then. Yeah, for maybe sure. a year before she would have said that it would have just been a laugh and yeah. it would have just been more yeah. milk duds and then. But at that point, you know, you were ready to hear something else. Yeah, and that, mean, was,
1: that was that was your call to adventure. My call, my, my call to go and, and I started walking. And also, I wanted to be around. You know, I wanted. I said, I want to. You know, I want to be here and see what these kids make out of their life. You know, I want to see what, what they become and who they become and how they do it. And I want to see their I want to see their triumphs and their failures, and I don't want to be around for my grandkids. I want to be able to get down on the floor and get back up mm. when my grandkids come around. So that was a big deal to me as well. And then on on a on a just the just the egotistical side, I guess I, I had a great career, and I felt like I'm not doing I'm not servicing my career the way I need to service my career. I'm not giving my career everything that I could give it. I'm going on stage in front of twenty thousand people every night, and I don't. I'm not putting forth my best self. And, you know, people say all the time, and, and trust me, I, I've said it to myself. I've said it to my wife. My kids have said it to me. You know, well, look, that's just, that's just me. This is just the way God made me. This is just how, how I am. And that may be true. We all come in all different shapes and sizes and thought processes and, and the way that we do things and all these little idiosyncrasies that we all have. That's true. But our, our stewardship and our goal should be to be the best us that we can be. Mm. Not just because that's just us, be the best us that we can be. And that's where I was failing. I was just letting me be me instead of being the best me that I could be. Yeah.
0: And that's all we can ever be. Yeah. Is the best us that we can be. And it's a
1: constant we're never going to mm-hmm. get there. It's nope. a constant world well, It's, every it's day. A,
0: the best us for right now. Yeah. And that's I think the problem that people have with these absolute ideas. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm supposed to be the best. As if the best is a place that yeah. is like fixed. No it's it's your best right now. You know it's what's the best that you can do right now. That's and right. that's that's always about right now. Mm-hmm. And that's sometimes like when you had that moment you weren't moving at all you were really just kind of a living that sedentary traveling musician life the eating best, cheeseburgers, late eating cheeseburgers late at night. Eating yeah. cheeseburgers late at night, doing all the thing cheeseburgers and beers. And yeah. most,
1: what was your favorite beer back then? Back there. Well, Bud Light was our sponsor back then. So <laughs> yeah, okay. Bud Light was my favorite beer.
0: <laughs> so it was Bud Light's then. And maybe something else, but I was only on the inside. Yeah, do absolutely. we know what else was there? But yeah, Bud Light's and, and cheeseburgers. And the best thing that you could do next was just strap on some shoes and go
1: walking. Yeah, just put some shoes on and go walking. And that's the way I started. I started walking every day. Um, set a goal for myself to walk 15 20 minutes a day and then started doing more and more and then started with then that turned into running and then started then turned into body weight exercises and then lifting a little bit more and then starting to search and find people who could teach me things
0: yeah like roger
1: like roger juan man i ran into roger juan i I asked my assistant marl i said you got to find me somebody that that can really teach me how to move better and really take me to another level because i thought that i thought i was in pretty good shape at that time i thought that i'd got to the really good level but i wanted to now I wanted to push past it, and I wanted to find out more stuff. I wanted to learn to move better, and I wanted to incorporate that stuff on stage. And um, she found Roger, and I watched his videotape. And when he came into my life, the first thing that he taught me to do was slow down, breathe, mm. pay attention to what you're doing, let it let it soak in, let yourself feel what you're doing. Don't just go through the motions. And in the instant that Roger started working out with me, and in the instant that I learned to start putting my mind into the motions that i was doing instantly i got in better shape yeah and i can spend an hour with roger and do three hours on my own and not get the workout that i do with roger yeah that that sense of mindfulness and that whether it's applied to breath Mm -hmm. which they call
0: pranayama and yoga just the conscious you know conscious awareness of breath has a clinically researched benefit that you can see when you start breathing a little deeper into your belly or you start those patterns you know i think you talk about some breath work true, patterns true. in your book too where yeah. you're breathing in holding for two seconds and then breathing out slowly like these that's like the rudder on our ship mm-hmm. you know and you when can you adjust the very
1: quickly Lose sight of that very quickly. and that's one of the things i'm always reminding my guys now when they're working out with me on the roads like, don't forget to breathe don't forget <laughs> yeah. to breathe
0: yeah yeah that's that's the basis and then if you're mindful in anything i think you can make that thing an enjoyable thing that's the other that's the other part about it you know like it's not only about working out for the benefits i think a lot of people think like oh you work out just so that you can look a certain way or work out and that might be a part of your why but eventually your that's why, not gonna hold up it's not gonna hold up yeah and it's not quite strong enough but when it becomes the enjoyment of the
1: process mm-hmm.
0: of the of the thing itself where you're actually paying attention to what you're doing
1: then the whole thing gets fun. Yeah. Then it changes. Then it, then then there's a change in the way you approach it, and then there's a change in the way you approach life, and there's a change in the way you approach other people. I, I, there's so many benefits that come with with taking care of yourself and putting some thought and some care into yourself. Because I uh, think we talked about it the other night, and I talked about it in the book. The oxygen oxygen mask theory is a big deal to me. When you're on an airplane, and and they say if the oxygen mask drops, place it over yourself before you attempt to help anybody else. And the reason for that is you'll become incapacitated and you can't help anyone. And that, that goes a long way in life too. If you don't put some effort and some time and some care into yourself and some grace, as grit and grace mm-hmm. says, to yourself, then you're not going to be able to give it to anyone else. And you're not going to be able to accept it from anyone else
0: yeah that's the that's the thing it goes back to what we were saying earlier if you don't feel you deserve it if you don't feel like you deserve grace if you put yourself outside of god's purview of blessing Mm -hmm. or you know whatever your belief system is whether it's universe source god you know those words are all interchangeable to me but though if you're outside of god's grace and you believe you deserve to be outside of god's grace for something else that you've done you know you're not going to accept that from your girl you're not going to accept mm-hmm. that from your guy your kids from anything because you
1: don't feel like you deserve it and then it's going to you're going to continue with that conversation that we talked about earlier mm-hmm. that conversation that you have for yourself you're, you're going to get give give yourself no room for that conversation to change yep. and so in that process of getting fit then then you open
0: up the possibility to do things that are occasionally those exceptional things and i think one of like the striking images when you open up the book is you making this ridiculous jump that looks like you're like x games and boots (laughs) you know it's like this crazy thing so tell us tell us that story about like that moment because i think that was kind of like a defining moment of like oh
1: wow i can do shit that i you know couldn't do before sure i mean that was gosh that was i think it was right after i started working with roger and Right away when Roger and I was like I said, I was in, in really good, getting in really good shape. I, I thought that I was in really good shape in the best shape of my life. And I brought Roger in and he just sort of took a hammer and a chisel to me and just started working on me and just started working on me, working on me from the inside out and building inner strength and and strength that as opposed to just looking like you were strong, feeling like you were strong, which is a huge difference. Mm. And Roger really taught that to me. So that was When Roger came in, we started doing three-a-day workouts, and he made me eat right, and he made me sleep right, and he made me do my workouts right. So we were probably right at the end of a six-week run of doing three-a-day workouts and starting our tour. And in the middle of a show, I was way over to the right, and we had this long ego ramp. Imagine that, an artist having an ego ramp. (laughs) But we had this long ego ramp that ran out into the audience, and it was about a two-foot drop down into the audience. And I was way over on the right, and I turned to look, and all you could see was a sea of faces. But through that sea of faces, I could see the ramp over there, and in my, in my thought clicked that I can make that jump. And I just took off without thinking and leaped, or leapt, I guess, over everyone in the crowd and landed about halfway down that ego ramp. And couldn't believe I would made it. First, I didn't think I was going to make. First, I didn't think I was going to do it. I did it. And then in the halfway through it, I said, oh, shit, I'm not going to be able to stick this landing in these Tom Ford boots. Yeah. I hope they hold up. Yeah. And I stuck the landing and just continued to run down the ramp. And, and instantly, the euphoric feeling that I got from not, not only myself, but the reaction from the crowd just went through the roof. And it was one of the best shows that I think that we've ever done. But just being able to own that moment mm. for myself and to feel like that I could do that and let my body react to it in a way without letting my head tell me no
0: yeah there's uh, there's that value of knowing that there's a wild wolf that's yeah that's alive and the true trained. maverick down the there. true maverick yeah yeah, yeah that's, and that's the terminology used but that that wild wolf that's in your body that's alive and yeah. it's trained and it's it can do things and it's the confidence you'll have as you're walking down the street and maybe things feel a little off like but you know like okay i can run or i can fight or i can i can do something here in this situation i can defend my family i can defend my family all those things it could be that thought or it could be that exceptional moment most of us won't have these big exceptional moments that are that public but we'll have these other times whether it's just playing pickup ball or whether it's out there you know playing some kind of game or in the gym these moments where we can do something that's like wow i think i can do that like let me go for it
1: Absolutely. And it gives you a certain resiliency. You know, my coach that I talked about earlier always told me, said, son, you know, practice has to be harder than the game. And in my case, the game of life, there's how many ways are there to practice? How many ways are there to build resiliency? How many ways are there to build discipline and focus and um, drive? And a lot of that comes with physical, uh, regular physical routine. Mm -hmm. a consistent physical routine. I think that's one of the ways that you can challenge yourself to be prepared when life throws you a punch, a gut punch, which it's going to do. But it's the way you react to it and the way you get up from it. And I think preparing yourself with your body also prepares you mentally because, like I say, for me, my physical fitness routine is more than just a physical fitness routine. It's a mental fitness routine as well. It's all part and parcel together. They all work together. They're all part of one human organism in myself
0: i think even the idea that we call one physical and one mental contains within it a little baby lie
1: yes absolutely. it's a little
0: baby lie that says that these things are separate this one goes in this bucket and this one goes in this bucket but you look at all the research and you look at everything else and they all cross over Um, how how we think about things changes our body and how we move our body changes how we think about things like both are absolutely interwoven and even you know when you're talking about our spiritual body or our emotional body like all of these things are actually all kind of woven into one you know one human being and, and build spirit. strength
1: in one you build strength in all
0: yeah 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 now as you know the way singularly in any one way then you can know the way broadly you yeah. know and i think that was something that miyamoto musashi the great samurai said like once you find that once you find the way you can find the way in everything that's and, right and there's there's very few other ways to do it than actually how do you train for those hard things in life well you can't practice for the lawsuit you know how, how you, I can't practice for a lawsuit but you can practice by going in a cold plunge or you can mm-hmm. practice by going through a hard workout and knowing that you can f- take something that's difficult or for me it's a lot of these plant medicine journeys that i've been on or these you know long sweat lodges that right, i've been in right. you can practice and say like wow i really want to give up now you know like where's the where's the where's the tap out button
1: <laughs> is there a tap
0: out button here? oh no tap out button yeah, yeah. okay so now what do i do yeah you know and that's how you that's how you train yourself to be able to handle to absorb it to absorb something that and you can't bounce, practice and for. bounce back from
1: it yeah mm-hmm. that's exactly right and that's what i've learned and in every in physical fitness means something different to everyone i mean i'm extreme and you're extreme we're extreme people in what we do but that doesn't mean you have to be extreme find something that works for you find something that makes you feel good because we're all looking yeah. for something to make us feel good and and a lot of times we take the easy and the wrong path to make us feel good That's cuz it's too easy yeah. and it, it but it won't work for long it won't long. work for you won't last you and know? you won't get the, you won't get the satisfaction out
0: of it i remember there was a time you know i was before on it i was pretty unsatisfied with what i was i felt like i had a lot to give the world but i wasn't giving it mm-hmm. so i was drinking a lot and i was partying a lot because, like well that gave me some kind of satisfaction and i was frustrated and i was still working on myself and working on stuff but eventually like i remember there's one point i was like well drinking is broken like it's just broken for me it doesn't work anymore like it doesn't accomplish the goal that it used to where it used to be fun like right. i broke it
1: <laughs> you know like i broke the escape <laughs> I played button. with it too hard <laughs> i played with it too hard and i
0: broke the escape button so now what am i gonna do you know so you could try to go to another one or you could
1: start to make those real changes Mm. in your life and those real changes and look what i've found is i hit the rails all the time and every goal that i set for myself i'll run off the road and hit the ditch um but what i found is i'm able to bounce back really quickly i'm able to you know you're in college and you're drinking too much and the bed's spinning and you you put your foot on the ground to try to stop the bed from spinning well i've learned now how to put my foot down quicker yeah. And that's really helped me in all facets of my life. When I, you know, we're all going to miss the mark. I, I'm, I, gosh, I'm going to miss the mark as a father, I, as an artist, as a husband, as a brother, as a son, constantly doing the wrong thing. But I can tell myself I can handle it. I can get back up quicker and I can move on forward and do the next best thing. Have you forgiven yourself for all the mistakes that you made? Mostly. Yeah, mostly. I mean, it's, it's always a work in progress. You know? mm-hmm. and, and I think that you'll find, I mean, when you get my age, Aubrey, mm-hmm. you start finding that sometimes those things creep back in harder than you expect them to. Mm-hmm. And they, they'll hit you unexpected, unexpectedly and for a long period of time and you really have to dig in and work on them. Um, well
0: that's already happening so i mean uh, (laughs) i think i got you know i got a head
1: start on that on that happened things creeping back in they they you you, it's not a it's not a one-time thing and it's over life life is always going to be a progression forward and sometimes you know you got to fight with a shield at your back sometimes yeah
0: and it comes in waves yeah it comes in waves you can think you have dealt with something some jealousy you had or some anger you had and then all of a sudden oh this thing again oh here's this little monster i I thought i defeated you monster and it's like nope i'm
1: back no it's it's time to dance it's gonna come back and you you know finding confidence in yourself in any way that you can find confidence in your good healthy ways that you can find confidence in yourself helps you when those times come around and having a great community of people around you yeah that community is so yeah you know what big life changes are hard to do alone and big life battles are hard if not impossible to do alone and
0: the community is, it's important that, you know, you know that this is, cause there's going to be people around you that maybe were around you at a certain time, or they were your drinking buddies, or they are mm-hmm. these people. And as you start to make the change, they may not be actually helping you. Yeah. They may actually be holding you back. Sure. What's the advice that you give to somebody who's experiencing that let's say they have their regular routine and their you know their friends that they complain about worked with and they drink their beers and they do their thing and they were like i I want i want to change i want
1: want something different well for me it was i had to have a reset button you know i like i said before i I, i'm not a completely total you know i don't do anything or ever of course but um but i learned moderation and i learned how to i took a long period of time to set the reset button but but i had to find Had to get people out of my life who weren't helping me, and people who were not following the path that I was following. And it's hard to do because there's a lot of love for some of those people. Mm -hmm. But you know, you got to look. You got to make choices. You got to look around and go. If if this person's a part of my life, then that person can't be a part of my life. If this person's a part of my life, then that person can't be a part of my life. So what what people am I going to choose in my life? Am I going to choose my family? And the positive people around me, or am I gonna choose the negative? Some of those people, you know, you can't cut out of your life because you have family and you know, and all those kinds of things. But you can set boundaries pretty quickly when you when you want to. And if they don't if they don't acknowledge those boundaries, then you're gonna to have to cut those people out of mm. your life as well. So
0: I've been talking to Tim McGraw about all of the ways in which he's up leveled his health regimen and this includes a lot of fitness stuff and a lot of movement and a lot of those practices that I talk about in my book but it also of course includes putting good food in your body and one of the best simplest easiest ways to do that is go to Thrive Market. Thrive Market is like a curated selection of all of the best natural foods and snacks and they make it super easy to find good stuff to fuel yourself in your life, your ambitions, your goals, everything you want. You can search out new products or you can just get the stuff that you love and just have it delivered to your door. And if you go to thrivemarket.com/aubrey, you'll get 25% off your first order, a free 30 day trial. You can get wine there, you can get all kinds of fucking awesome things there just delivered to your door. So again go to thrivemarket.com/aubrey, get your free 30 day trial and 25% off your first order i think one of the things you talk about in in your in the song humble and kind is is telling the truth and telling the truth is it seems like a trite easy thing to, to do but it's really not it's when really you actually not. really pay attention to that because that means sometimes telling the uncomfortable hard truth
1: and well, you know who we like to more than anyone ourselves ourselves yeah yeah
0: yeah so the the intricacies of of that telling the truth is people think that that means you're going to be mean well telling the truth isn't being judgmental you know it's not like saying like i think you don't look good well that's a judgment that's not the truth you know like yeah. but telling the truth is is always something that comes from the heart if yeah. it's not from the heart it's not truth and even even the boundaries that you set it's about a love for yourself and a love for that other person right. saying like i can't let you overstep this boundary because i'll just resent you and and it won't it, it won't, won't actually... it won't
1: be a, it won't be a positive relationship
0: yeah in uh where do you find that you know that's that's some of the where do you find it's hardest you know with people to speak the truth is it still just hardest with yourself because i I think we get we get good practice at telling we can hide things from ourselves we are sneaky we can be like we can rationalize and justify but it's hard to get to that that it's almost like one of those things maybe maybe it is like the journey that we're all on you know truth is just the goal mm-hmm. and we're just trying to get as close yeah, to it as possible Trying to get
1: as close to it as possible you know oddly enough it, it's hard to be as truthful as you want to be with your children mm-hmm. in some cases because you want to spare their feelings in a lot of ways because you love them so and much you love them so much and you, you want to sugarcoat things and we're all guilty of it with our kids and as they get older you want to you want to keep an eye on them, or you want to, you know, all those things. So I think, for me, as my children are getting older, trying to find more and more ways to be more blunt and honest with them about things in life is is a is always a journey for me, and it's a journey that is starting to open up for me in a different way. I mean, not that we ever you ever lie to your kids intentionally or live bad things well after santa claus and Tooth yeah, yeah, A few exactly. of those, few so those little things there's a few things but there's also a few things about life that you don't that you try to shield them from um if you're if for instance if, you, if your spouse and you are going through a d- particularly difficult time you, you don't share that with your kids you yeah. know maybe you should i don't know so yeah, it's it's interesting yeah. you know it's interesting
0: to to kind of look at that but look at the blessing that it was when your daughter made that comment to you what if she'd wanted to spare your feelings then you know that might not have been the catalytic thing that actually changed she didn't say it because she didn't love you you know it wasn't like she didn't say i love you dad you know as you put her to bed that night i'm sure she sure did and but then so it wasn't a lack of love but it was truth and that truth actually gave you the opportunity to adjust yeah and man that's a blessing and having people around you that can
1: tell the truth I mean that's got to be really important, especially for somebody like you. So important, and yeah, because that's I can't you can't operate and you can't be successful without a foundation of truth in what you're doing for a living, for sure. And 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 it it applies to life as well.
0: Yeah, I think with with people who have what I call like a field of distortion around them, you know, because you've been incredibly successful. So there's a lot of people who you can help Mm -hmm. and, and benefit from being around you. People who you employ, people. Um, same with me you know i have a lot of people who around me and you have to be mindful that you know it's not that you can't trust the people around you You can get this really negative idea but you have to be mindful that you have to encourage people to always tell the truth and go overboard even when you don't like it like when i'm in a when i'm in a team meeting or an executive team meeting and someone has a contrary opinion or really challenges me or even says something like hey you're not showing up the way you're supposed to be even if i disagree like always it's a thank you you need it's to a, hear it yeah you need to hear it and like you got to make sure you praise even if you don't agree with
1: it mm-hmm. like praise the, con- the contrary opinion because otherwise you'll snuff it out absolutely well that's and that's i mean people that work for you for me can tell you for me it's like i'll argue my side and if we're if it, yeah. down to a song or to a piece of art that we're doing i'll argue my side and sometimes people will just want to give up and just let me have my well you're the boss so you get that so it's not that i want to win i just want you to beat me yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Don't give up. Exactly. I, I mean, I may beat you and and we may come around, but please try to beat my idea. I want you to win cuz when when you present something if we're arguing and arguing and arguing or or, or arguing I use it as a euphemism. But when we're arguing about something or just trying to find our way through a project somehow and someone says, "Well, what about this?" and it's, aha, that's that's what we've been looking for right there. Had we given up earlier or had you just laid down and and let me have my way, we wouldn't have got to this point
0: yeah that that line well you're the boss like yeah. I, I won't i won't let that rest yeah. i am like no 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 keep going like yeah. keep going with your keep going with your points like let's look at this As like i'm all, like you always have to be willing to be wrong right like, Gosh, always we have need to that willing. in the world today yeah that would be nice right <laughs> that would be nice if we could see examples of that everywhere yeah. we looked Absolutely. and i think and i think us you know everybody talking about it and everybody living that way that's that's what creates those examples and that's what causes people to want to see that example mm-hmm. everywhere that they can yeah you know it's just it starts here at home you know like let's not worry about what let's not worry
1: about what everybody on tv is doing let's, let's what about what we're doing yeah if you, you that's what we try to do at home and we've talked about that over the last four or five years extensively with my family is don't worry about you Worry about it. and You pay attention and be civic-minded about it, about the world. And the, but take care. Of, take care of your world, which in turn will take care of the world next to you. Mm-hmm. Which in turn will take care of the world next to you. Start with taking care of yourself. Let's take care of ourselves individually in our family unit. Unit, and then therefore we'll create concentric circles out into the world of ripples, like ripples, like, r- like ripples in a pond, like ripples in a pond if you if you start trying to go try to gather those ripples and bring first. them all in yeah, then, yeah. Then no way screwed. you got yeah. no chance yeah. you
0: got to start with a strong strong center absolutely and like really know who you are as that strong center and then let yourself be the emanation
1: and constantly work on it because it'll get away from you if you don't constantly be a steward over even it. even
0: yeah. in a day-to-day week-to-week yeah. basis something can hit you and i can watch my shoulders slump and i can watch myself get all pouty
1: Mm, here i am being pouty oh i can do uh, that quickly i can do yeah. that quickly too <laughs>
0: i can go do that quickly and people people don't realize people think oh this is aubrey marcus and tim mcgraw they're always just kicking ass and taking names and <laughs> this is what
1: their whole life is yeah. just kicking ass taking names. nope nope not at all not at all but but you but you know you try to find ways out of that and you try to mm-hmm. find people put, who put people around you who will pull you out of that as well yeah it's that community
0: yeah, again absolutely that's why i have it that's why having you know your strong partner in faith that mm-hmm. that's such an ally yeah you sure. know such an ally to have someone say like all right like this is enough's enough here oh I will get yeah. yeah, <laughs> i'll get that plenty of times yeah i'll get that plenty of times <laughs> yeah and i think that's a that's another beautiful part of that honest an honest true partnership Yeah,
1: that and, and certainly your partnership your your mate uh and your friends you want to surround yourself with people i find i want to surround myself with people that i want to live up to Mm -hmm. that that i that have certain attributes that i want to live i want to i want to learn something and i don't want to let them down i mean i want to learn something from them and I, i want them to feel like they they're not embarrassed to hang with me yeah you know what i mean so i want to surround i don't want to surround myself with friends that that drag me down or don't make me put any effort into my life or make me just want to sit on the couch and eat cheetos and and play video games all day. I want to surround myself with people who are going to push me to excel at whatever I do and teach me new things. I mean, I run into those people all the time, and I try to almost like a leech to just lock onto them and learn and learn life lessons from them and learn, you know, just practical lessons from them and and even learn knowledge from them just in general stuff that I'm interested in. John Meacham became a great friend of mine because I was so curious about his brain and I wanted to Mm. learn more from him. We ended up writing a book together you know it's because it was a learning process. I mean I had my own history professor running around with me for a while while we were writing a book so that's the kind of people I like to surround myself with the people that can teach me things.
0: And anybody who's put in the dedication and time and work on to be great at anything But got a lot to offer. They got a lot to offer. I will pull up, I will sit down cross
1: legged and just say, you know, let's talk. Right. Absolutely. Anybody who's a professional at anything Mm -hmm. or even really good at something, they've got a lot to, they got a lot they can teach you no matter what your expertise is.
0: Yeah. One of the great, you know, spiritual mentors that I have, he was talking about, um, actually no it wasn't it's it's, it's actually ram das who's a great spiritual teacher and he talks about this one woman who was sitting in the front row and was just really tuned into some really elevated teachings that he was talking about about god and the universe and the soul and all these things and he came up to her and he's like how how are you following all this you know where did you hear all this before and she goes oh well i crochet mm. and like that was her path and he was like oh wow well you learned that you know just from sitting in the stillness and the patience of knitting you know strands of yarn together right like she had found her own path to a a greater spiritual understanding not through these you know adventures to india or all the things but she'd found it in crocheting absolutely and dedicating a life to that to that pursuit i get it i get it for sure yeah 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 it's it's not about deciding and we all we all have the choice what what is
1: our path what 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 do we want to do yeah well find find something that 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 you love and something that gives you some discipline. And and her discipline was crocheting. Mm -hmm. But that that's a discipline and a practice that allows you to sort of discipline your mind to to open up to other areas and to learn more things. And and it's it's I mean it's really I found I think we've talked about it last night, you know, people think that discipline puts you in a cage. And I found just the opposite that the more discipline you have about things, the more your cage is open and the more freedom that you have and the more things that you can discover. No doubt. And certainly become good at then that's and
0: that's where it gets fun yeah and then you can if your body's in tune enough then you can go spearfishing yeah. and then you can do all these yeah, amazing things that are even more exciting and explore and hike and go skiing and and do all of these have all these adventures sure that if you weren't already taking care of yourself yeah. you wouldn't be able to have put put some care in yourself no doubt did you have anybody in mind when uh, when you
1: wrote the song live like you're dying well my dad was dying at the time and i didn't mm-hmm. write the song um it was written by two great songwriters craig mm-hmm. wiseman and tim nichols But they wrote it for me and um it was when during the time that my dad had been diagnosed with glioblastoma Mm -hmm. and given a short amount of time to live and uh i had the song never played it for him he never heard the demo of it or anything um and when he passed away he passed away in january and in february my band and i went to the studio Um, we were in upstate new york right outside of woodstock on top of a mountain we rented the studio that was an old dutch farmhouse on top of a mountain and put trucks in of uh, sort of art decorated the whole thing where it was like a movie set for us and we stayed there for two weeks we had two or three foot of snow big fireplaces roaring i had a a vocal booth built out of glass that was in the center of the room so i could see everyone so i could Mm. see the band i could see the fireplace we had a bar set up we had the whole deal it was beautiful and my uncle hank my dad's older brother i invited Mm. him to go up there with us and we'd been recording all day and and like i said it'd been just a month earlier that tug passed away and um, it was about 2 in the morning, and be, we'd been recording all day, and I was looking around at all the guys, and I saw my Uncle Hank sitting on the couch over there just watching us. And, and I said, I think it's time to cut live like you were dying, guys. And everybody just sort of took a deep breath, and we laid into the song. And, and pretty much what you hear is what we recorded at 2 in the morning on top of a mountain with two or three-foot of snow with a fireplace roaring, and my dad's older brother sitting there crying, watching us. And it was, it was a special moment for all of us yeah using using death as
0: a as an ally you know to know that our time here is short yeah and to use that as an ally it's an old stoic saying memento mori you know remember you'll die yeah and you remember that And the samurai remember that is like the first one of the first things the samurai was taught is like know that you're going to die but how you how you live and how you die is up to you like that's your choice
1: right and how you'll be remembered
0: yeah yeah exactly and that's uh um that song i think is like a perfect encapsulation of like all right memento mori remember 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 i think there's a coin right here that says the same thing that uh my buddy ryan holiday uh gave me but it's a coin that you can carry around because it's so easy to forget sure it is. And it's so easy to throw away a day or throw away a week or throw mm-hmm. away a year And we do
1: it all the time
0: do it all the time yeah it's our true wealth is all the accumulation of seconds we have
1: and we'll we'll just kind of throw them away. It's it is, and and you know everything that we do is buying time. You know, why do you work to buy time? I mean, that's really all it is. is time. Time is every time is all we have. Mm. And when we understand that, then we can recalibrate our understanding of wealth. Because sometimes
0: everybody is spending so much time working for some retirement or some other time. But if you're not enjoying that time that you're spending you know for some other time then
1: they're never going to be that time there's never going to be that time and, and you might not make it to that time e- exactly right <laughs> you're saving all this money and working your butt off for retirement and the next thing you know you retire for a year and you're gone yeah you've know, you got to enjoy life yeah. yeah
0: the uh there's a great saying from the Lakota and it's you know hokahe and that translated is like let's go today is a good day to die is is one way that that's translated is today is a good day to die and what that meant to them was that all right, if today is my day, you know, there was, they were a warrior culture. Mm-hmm. And if today is my day, it's a good day. Cause mm-hmm. I've said my, all my I love yous to everybody. I've said all the, I've done all the things that I can. I tasted, I really tasted the food. You know, I was there when I was kissing and having sex. I was there when I was doing all the, on the hunt. I was there on the, in the drum circle. I was there. I lived. And I, if today is my day, you can go. And, and that's been for me the thing that's kind of kept me. You know that's been the bumpers for me. You know, am, can I wake up today and go hey You know, today is if today was the day, would it be a good day? Because you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. For you, what's the if? If you had to say, is there anything holding you back? You've had an amazing career, raised an amazing family, and and left an amazing mark on the world already. A book just adding another even element to that grit and grace, another element of what you're offering the world in your own personal journey. Is there anything? that you feel that you know would prevent you from that moment of that that hokahe moment of like okay if today was my day you know i'd go meet god today and i'd meet him with a smile
1: i mean I, I wouldn't want to leave my kids yeah i mean i i don't i i think that uh i feel like that i i could leave this world knowing that i've done a good job mm. but, but boy I, not seeing my kids would be tough it'd be hard to say goodbye it'd be hard to say goodbye to my kids but you know hopefully i would give i've given them something that would last the rest of their life and they can pass on to their kids
0: and uh i think the lesson there is is that the time with your kids is precious it's so precious and it goes by so quickly yeah and you can take that for granted you know i know a lot of parents and it's like oh you know about the kids blah blah yeah. blah but like, if you really look at the love that's there and how precious and how short time is, those kids will never be that age again. No, the we, terrible twos. Well, they're going to be gone. No. You know, yeah. like you might as well try to enjoy some of that in you there. Are, you, and the, you're going to have to enjoy it. Right? You have
1: to, because you will miss it. We miss it already. We mm-hmm. miss it already. We have one left at home, and and it's it's not the same house. It's not the same house
0: yeah and then that's just allowing life to be life you know we can't cling too tightly to anything either you can't keep the kids in the house longer than they're supposed to be we try to
1: we try to lock the doors if they do come (laughs) home and not let them out but but you know but that's the thing you 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 can't hold on too tightly and you hope that you give them good tools to go out into the world with
0: yeah well that's pretty much pretty much the best that you can do and the best thing that we can do for that is to show them the example ourselves you know too many people telling other people what to do that they're not doing themselves yeah yeah you know and i think um meeting you that's been one of the things that i've really appreciated the most is that you know i I read this book and i read everything about you and then i meet you and everything is coherent it all lines up everything that you're writing about everything you're talking about everything you're singing about and humble and kind. I don't doubt that for a fucking second, (laughs) and that's rare thing, man. Right on, man. It's a rare thing. Right on, right back at you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, appreciate that. Well, let's go have some fun tonight and uh and talk to some people and do uh, it and share a stage again. Yeah,
1: thank you for talking to me today. This has been this has been very very good journey yeah likewise likewise yeah. thanks for stopping and i'll by. take you spearfishing sometime down hell in Bahamas. Yeah. yeah hell yeah i'll show you how it's done
0: hell <laughs> yeah i bet you will i bet you will i do not doubt that one bit i do not doubt that one bit well thank you so much take everybody and everybody grit and grace published by my same publisher actually at harper but yeah. it's everywhere and i uh, get to hear your your lovely voice on some of the audio i was i was talking to kelly about that earlier so
1: yeah we do i do the audio on the sort of the personal part the of personal the parts yeah. of the
0: story yeah. and then so you can get an audio book if you want you can get it on kindle i got it on kindle i got the hard copy yeah. so definitely check it out and any uh any music you're excited about yeah we up? got
1: a i'm finishing up a new album now there it is that's what it's that's there, the, it, there is. it is it's called it's telephone calling me up right now <laughs> oh. Uh, that's what my manager's saying. Don't talk about the new album. No, no I'm working on a new album. Almost finished with it. Uh, and we'll come out in April, I guess. April, around April sometime with a new album and a new tour next year. You know, we got a tour starting in July. Amazing. I have to, I have to wait till July to start my tour because my youngest daughter's graduating high school in May. And then my middle daughter's gra- graduating from Stanford in June. So we got a lot of graduation parties to plan. Uh, well,
0: <laughs> that, that, that's it. And that's prioritizing life Absolutely. correctly. Yeah. Some people might be like, what? You're waiting to start your tour? No, 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 no you're prioritizing correctly For sure you know handle sure. that because that's something that'll never you know you'll never get that one no back. it's
1: just a big it's a big deal to watch those girls
0: blossom yeah no doubt well thank you so much and uh and good luck to the good luck to the tigers this weekend yes uh, you know, go we'll, tigers when this releases we'll find out if the tigers beat alabama yeah. or not oh. we'll, we'll figure, we'll figure <laughs> it out thank you so much everybody thank you, Tim. Thank you i appreciate it thanks everybody Thanks for tuning in to me and Tim McGraw. I hope you guys listen to some of his records. They're fucking good. You'll be surprised at the ones that you've forgotten about. And of course, check out his book, Grit and Grace. And I love you. I'll see you next week.